You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and with me via Zoom, as always, across the crusty Interstate 24 in Nashville, Tennessee. How's it going today, Charles? Chuck Lawrence Thompson. Great bombshell day. We just love it. It's a bombshell day, right? In love with it. Oh, good Lord, we lost a stream. So, anyway. Oh, that's not fun. No. No, not at all. We didn't lose a Zoom call. We lost a stream, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm connected to you, talking to you right now on Zoom via the internet. And on a scale on, of one to sense. And then on the other side of things, it doesn't make any sense that, because here we are being connected to the internet on this screen. And on this screen, it says there's no internet connection. Yeah. So on a scale of one to sense, it doesn't make none. This makes about as much sense as socialism being pushed by people who don't want people to die in the future. I don't know. I don't don't, know how it goes, man. It don't make none. (laughs) So it's a bombshell day. Uh, Newsflash. Politicians are generally not good people, ethical, virtuous angels whatsoever. None of them. Just, just saying the very small percentage, pretty much none of them. They're all, This is just bringing light, um, which is, you know, Trump's former past was pretty much the same way. It makes you wonder. You have to think about like, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street and those types of movies are actually probably pretty real. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'm sure they held some stuff out of that. When it comes to rich people and how they behave. (laughs) I mean, what and you know, what are you going to do when you you don't really have any way that you're going to get in trouble for anything and you got all the money in the world? I mean, you're just going to pleasure yourself on whatever impulses you have all the time. Some people, maybe it's There's no co- consequences. Some people, maybe it's cocaine. Some people it's crack cocaine. And then some people uh, it's being a proxy for their dad and dealings with China and Ukraine. I don't know. There's a, there's, there's different ways that people pleasure themselves, you know, and that's, and yeah. that's the way that actually all of those were Hunter Biden. I didn't mean I was, I didn't realize I was describing Hunter Biden the whole time. <laughs> Oh, that's his life. That's actually that's actually his life. Did we tell everyone that this is a podcast and that they should subscribe to it? Not yet. Go ahead. Yeah, you should. You should subscribe. (laughs) 
No, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. Y'all know that because you saw our our handsome faces on the cover uh, of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. Little thumbnail pic that you clicked on when you got to this show. And we talk about life, liberty, the pursuit of meaning. Sometimes we throw in some jokes and uh, we like to just have a good time in the realm of entertaining politics. Yeah. Does it never get old? And um, look, we want to talk about what's going on in the world and how entertaining all this stuff is. But at the same time, those of you who uh, fear what's going on, it's, it's nice to know that amongst all of this, you can pursue a life of meaning and navigate through, wade through the crusty, the crusty society. <laughs> knowing, Nailed it. Knowing that if you're pursuing, you something really got your ducks in the basket today, Charlie. I really do. Yeah. I lined them up before I got on the show <laughs> and uh, in, in my basket. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you pursue that life of meaning, then, what nothing else really matters and it doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter what kind of laws they pass because no matter what you're going to win. And that's, that's the beauty of life. It's the best option you got. I was actually listening to um, some Jordan Peterson last night, who is a major influence on me. And he was, uh, you know, one of the questions he was asked was like, look, if, even if you pursue a life of meaning, can't uh, bad things still happen to you. And the truth of the matter is yes. Even if you pursue something meaningful, it's the hero myth, right? You're you're going to slay the dragon, so to speak. You find something in life that makes you want to get out of bed every single day and pursue it. Uh, and you have that high aim, the high goal. Even if you do do that, there are some times where life can get caught or life can get stuck in the way and tragedy can befall you and you can get cancer or some kind of other terminal illness or somebody in your family can die or whatever. And, um, and that, that meaningful life can be ended, but it's the best option you got. There's no other better option. And so what we talk about is trying to pursue that life of meaning inside of the best vehicle possible for society, which is free market capitalism. And that gives people the best chance at pursuing that life of meaning and making an impact on everyone's life. And I just, I feel to me, it's the most important thing that we can do. That's why we do the show every single day when we want to. And, and that's why you should subscribe. And if you do want to do that, and maybe you get a little bit of money for yourself, or you want to escape some kind of taxation, you want to take care of your finances, you want to live free of restrictive, tyrannical, terrible governments that are using their money to, to bomb other people in other countries. If any of that interests you whatsoever, go listen to the Expat Money Show, expatmoneyshow.com. We had Mikkel throw up on the show a few weeks ago, and he was amazing. What's up? What are you doing with that water? Showing the live group. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something, so I was going to let you do that, uh, which is a rare occurrence. The Go to the expatmoneyshow.com. I was just going through their podcast feed. There's some great stuff on here. Bitcoin for international privacy, protection, and control. How to build a future with precious, precious metals. They need to change that spelling right there because obviously it's throwing me off, you know precious metals in 2020 best european passports for sale there's all kinds of stuff on here about being an expat that entire lifestyle let me tell you what our conversation with mikhail i was jealous because he gets to live the way that i want to live someday which is free of tyrannical governments if you are interested in finding a way to do that then go to expatmoneyshow.com go subscribe to the podcast 
go do it. Go subscribe to that podcast right mm-hmm. now. Check X-Bat, out the forum, the, the blog, the forum, the blog, the uh, the Facebook group. You get all the information to live like a true libertarian. There's yep. nothing better to do out there, man. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Hunter Biden. Now, listen, I technically don't care about this um, at all. Well, I'll tell you this. I care to the extent that I don't want people to to do this. I don't care to the extent that, to me, this thing is uh, happening all over the place inside of the government. It's always been happening. It happens with way more people than just the Biden family, people in Republicans, uh, people that are in the Republican Party, people that are Democrats. Heck, I don't even know. Maybe people in the Libertarian Party. I don't know, but probably not. Come on, let's just be real. So I think this is happening all the time and always has been happening. So to that extent, you know, I, I care about it to the extent that I want to be a libertarian and decrease the power of the government. And so that yeah. is me caring about it. That's the most important part is that yeah. the, the, the problem that people are seeing with this and the way the most, the majority of Americans are going to take this, this scandal, so to speak, or the, the truth that's coming out about a certain politician's kid the way most people are going to take it is like, oh, well, see, that guy's evil and doesn't deserve the power rather than saying, oh, if they didn't have the power to begin with, maybe he wouldn't be in this position. He wouldn't have the chance to do these types of things because there wouldn't be any type of power to to shop around the world. Yeah. And so but but no one's going to no one's gonna, hardly anyone's going to pick up on that. Everyone that listens to this show. So thousands of you out there. Thank you. You're going to pick up on that. That's awesome. Uh, everyone else is going to be in the dark. And they're just going to be like, well, see, this is why Joe Biden can't be president. It's like, no, this is why the government shouldn't have the power to begin with. Exactly. Now, I think we need to figure out what the truth is on this. And if there have been some crimes committed, like anyone who commits any crimes, I think that that needs to be investigated and found out. Is this going to affect the election? No, not not at all. Not whatsoever. People have already drawn their lines. They don't they literally don't care at this point. You remember, I, Trump I, honestly, saying, I, I don't I think it could help Trump. Uh, in the women, in the woman vote, a little bit. I could see that. I guess I could, I could concede that point. But I do think, you know, when Trump said that he could kill someone in uh, on Madison Avenue and no one would care, that is Biden could say that right now, and it would be true. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he did. If Biden kills one person in everyone else's mind, Trump has killed two hundred and twenty thousand, uh, plus a whole bunch of other ones. So they don't care. Uh, Biden could. They're they're literally. I don't see anything that could come out about Biden that would stop people from hating Trump so much that they're going to vote for Biden to get rid of him. So I, I just don't see it really having that much of an effect. But let's go through a little bit of the story here. So there was some breaking news, I believe, last night. It came out from the New York Post again. Still doesn't have a Twitter account, I don't think. <laughs> that uh, <clears throat> Hunter Biden's trend. Yeah, you're not seeing a trend anywhere. No, it's not trending on Twitter whatsoever. I could not find. I uh, went through all the trending sections. U.S. politics, news, the general trending section. Didn't see anything about this whatsoever. So very, very interesting. Uh, so anyway, from the New York Post, they've added some onto the story. One of Joe Biden's ways of contrasting himself with President Trump has been to declare the election the battle of Park Avenue values versus Scranton, PA values. Now we learn that Biden has secretly been playing footsie with China. Mm. Mm. I people didn't play, <clears throat> play that game anymore, but I guess they still do. Apparently Biden does. Now, Biden's been s- sniffing China's hair, seems like. That'd the be state- an awkward 
dinner. The statement Wednesday night asserting that the former vice president was a willing and eager participant in a family scheme to make millions of dollars by partnering with a shady Chinese communist firm is a singular event in a presidential race already overflowing with drama and intrigue. The, the dynamite assertion, believable because it's analogous with earlier information we know to be true, came in a statement by Tony Babalinsky. Bob Babalinsky, who describes himself as a former partner of Hunter, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and Joe's brother Jim in the China scheme. Babalinsky unloads his bill of accusations in blunt but precise language and detail. Now, I wonder if this guy got any protection for doing this. I'm not Wouldn't sure. He be involved in the scheme? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably not that worried about it since it wasn't about Clinton. Magoo the, says the old China foot trap, <laughs> Chinese finger traps. <laughs> he confirms that he was one of the recipients of the May 13, 2017 email published by the Post eight days ago. That email from another partner in the group laid out cash and equity positions and mysteriously included a 10% set aside for the big guy. Ooh, the big guy. Sources have said the big guy was Joe Biden. In a matter-of-fact manner, Bobolinsky states that the email is genuine and that the former vice president and the man leading in the 2020 race is indeed the big guy. That ah, claim, sort of name. That claim alone rips out the heart of nearly everything Joe Biden has ever said about Hunter's many business and Joe's knowledge of them. His repeated insistence that the two never spoke of the Sun's global sources of money didn't pass the laugh test. This is going to be really fun to listen in the uh, debate tonight. Oh, yeah, going <laughs> on about right. this because he's going to make him talk about it for sure. After all, they traveled together to China on Air Force Two, where Hunter landed a one point five billion dollar commitment from a government controlled Chinese bank. Then there was Hunter's eighty three thousand dollar month gig on the board of the Ukrainian energy company, despite his lack of experience in Ukraine or knowledge of energy. Didn't even know the energy existed. It was no coincidence. Don't even know what energy is. <laughs> It was no coincidence that the vice president was the Obama administration's point man in both countries. Wherever Joe went, Hunter went along not to do good, but to do well, very well. Mm, nice. There were similarly lucrative deals in Russia, Romania, Kazakhstan that we know of now because his role in the China deal has been credibly confirmed. It's beyond dispute that Joe didn't just know what was going on. At least in this case, Joe was a player and had his hand out. So I'm, I mean, based on this guy's word, based on this guy's word, who um, I don't have the part in here. He explained exactly who he is. He is currently the CEO of another company that deals with China, China, and uh, has said that he's got financial statements of his dealings with China, things like that, that he's got the records of uh, the emails. They've got uh, there was a screenshot of a text, someone saying, don't mention uh, someone said, don't mention Biden in the in text messages, something like that. Fox News posted that earlier and uh, they showed that a screenshot of the conversation that he had. Um, so as far as I can tell, this seems like it's been completely made up and none of it's true whatsoever. Right. That's what it seems like <laughs> to me. The reason we're. Oh, oh but I, I do want to say that the article is is skewed, obviously. I mean, yeah. It, because what it says it's beyond dispute that Joe didn't know what was going on, which obviously we believe everyone's uh, innocent until proven guilty. But it does seem credible, according to uh, Bubalinski here. Uh, we'll just call him Bubba for short. <laughs> that uh, Bubba saying that these evil Bidens did all this stuff, and um, and you know if if he 
I guess you would have to take it to a jury or something like that. But if the, if he can sign, you know, a sworn witness statement that he tells the whole truth and nothing but the truth, uh, it's going to be hard to prove. Like maybe if you had multiple witnesses that were saying, uh, the big guy was definitely Joe Biden. Um, so I still think he can dispute it, but it does continue to, to seem and appear as if uh, Joe Biden not only knew about it, but was a player in this uh, scheme, no. which is clearly illegal by the way, but also, um, you know, I want to say too, that if he is, um, or the one question I have is you, do you not talk to your son about his life? Yeah, I don't know, so, but I just never talked to my son about all of this money he was making from overseas. Yeah. Never, never came up in conversation, <laughs> not at his birthday, not at Christmas or Thanksgiving or nothing. I, he got this new Rolex, $100,000 Rolex, and I just said, nice watch, son. I never was like, hey, where'd you get that? Or how did you afford that? Like, never never asked any questions, huh? Never he's, never came up. It's like, that's a nice watch, son. You know, uh, my dad gave me a watch one time, and it was uh, tickling my, pulling on my arm hairs. And they said, hey, you got your arm hairs getting all pulled with that watch right there. And uh, I don't even know what time it is. That's basically what happened right there. No, th- so one thing I want to ask you, though. Which one has more, uh, so far, just base evidence at the moment, like actual base evidence that someone was involved in something? The entire scandal that Russia actually, uh, that there was collusion between Trump and Russia to uh, to tarnish Hillary Clinton and win election, and that Trump was knowingly involved in that? Or what's going on right now with Biden and this uh, receiving money from the companies in the Ukraine? Like which, which one of those do you think actually has more evidence behind it that the, that the big guy in any, in either scenario knew what was going on and was, and knew that they were benefiting from it and it was intentional. I mean, they both seem about the same. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, could be. I mean, this one actually has someone so, who's saying um, who the big guy is. Most of the people that Michael Flynn and all the other you know people who struck deals or whatever never said. In fact, they all denied that Trump knew about it. So the, so, the reason I asked you that is because, yeah, I could say they're, they're about the same. I could go with you on that. And so let's assume that they're going to be treated about the same by the media. No, they won't. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Here's your next article. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not they're not going to be treated by the same. They're not they're not going to be treated the same by the media, of course, because the whole goal of the left is just to get Trump out of office. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, Joe Biden could have a room full of hookers right now with video cameras rolling and his hunter, his son, Hunter is snorting cocaine off of him. And it's not going to matter. No, it's the media are killing on live people like there's on all kinds of stuff. Yeah, they can live stream it on CNN right now, and no one's going to care. Yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do think it may help Trump a little bit in the in the woman vote because at least for the last you know three years there hasn't been some type of woman scandal with him. It's, it's whatever happened to to the Reed girl, by the way. No one's talking about that. Didn't wasn't there sexual matter. allegations against Hunter uh, against Joe Biden with uh, was it Tara Reed or doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah. this coming from Yahoo, this this headline's amazing. GOP's invented Hunter Biden scandal isn't going away. 
So just so you know, the entire um, thing about Hunter Biden is invented by the GOP. Now this just, is mass- this made shit up. This they is- got a whole team of people just, <laughs> just making shit up, making it up out there. Now, yeah. this is mastery in an article here because they're talking about the invented Hunter Biden scandal. And what do they talk about for the first three paragraphs here, Charlie? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> they say one of the many nerve wracking uh, questions Americans facing with the 2020 presidential election is whether all the bizarre conspiracy theories that have sprung up in the last few years will outlast the Trump administration. Are we in for a prolonged period of this level of lunacy in our politics? Now, <laughs> what was Russiagate? Yeah. For three years, we were caught up in bizarre conspiracy theories. This is actual, like, this lines up perfectly with the gaslighting idea. Even the gaslighting, was it a a, a movie, I guess, a way, way back in the olden days? Or was it a play? I can't remember. But literally, it is... We're saying this about you. And the other person is, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're, I like you, but you're, you're crazy. (laughs) You know, it's literal gaslighting. It's like, oh, you're saying this. Guess what? You're insane. (laughs) That's what it is. Right. All right. So are we in for a prolonged period of this level of lunacy in our politics? And uh, maybe there are a bunch of, um, I don't know how to pronounce this because I don't care that much about it. Is it QAnon? I say QAnon. QAnon. Yeah. Curious Republicans. Apparently, this is a, whatever the conspiracy <laughs> QAnon crazy thing is. Anyway, there's a bunch of uh, QAnon curious Republicans. <laughs> QAnon curious. They haven't decided yet. Um, uh, is that what the Q stands for in LGBTQ? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Anyway, there are a bunch of QAnon curious Republican candidates who apparently believe that the Democratic Party is led by satanic flesh eating pedophiles and that John F. Kennedy Jr., who isn't actually dead, will be reappearing any day now to help Donald Trump save the children and put the country back on the right track. Who thinks that John F. Kennedy Jr. isn't actually dead? Yeah. Like, Uh, you know what? I would take John F. Kennedy right now. This is that thing where, I mean, they literally dug for the craziest, craziest conspiracy theories they could find and Mm -hmm. then talked about those and tied them in before they mentioned what's going on with the Hunter Biden thing. Eight paragraphs into the article. Just to shape your mind frame. Yeah. And when they say things like there are a bunch of uh, QAnon curious Republican candidates, what they're what they're trying to say is pretty much the GOP is in bed uh, and they all believe these QAnon conspiracy theories. So let's just say it's not beyond the realm of possibility that there will be a Q caucus in the next Congress. Philip Bump of the Washington Post reported on Tuesday that a recent Yahoo YouGov poll showed that while a minority of GOP voters say they believe in QAnon, 50% of Republicans, 50%, that's half of them, claim to believe that high-level Democrats are involved in child sex trafficking rings, and more than 50% believe that Donald Trump is working behind the scenes to dismantle them. Does anybody remember Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so that's is not it, a... Cr- is, it, is it crazy to believe? I would say Democrats and Republicans. Well, yeah, is it crazy a, to believe that the government, that high-level officials and, and high-powerful people are involved in sex, child sex trafficking rings? Apparently, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Someone has to be involved. And some of them have political affiliations. Right. <laughs> and so it's a, le- it's a 
it's a misrepresented question. The question is worded in a way where they can make people sound crazy. They say they claim to believe that high-level Democrats are involved in child sex trafficking rings. Now, would they have answered the same thing if they would have said, do you believe that every Democrat is involved in a sex trafficking ring in the high level? Do you believe that Republicans and Democrats are? Do you believe that some Republicans and some Democrats are involved? All yeah, of those could have patients of the of the survey. All of those could have different answers. So if you do a general question like, do you believe that there are high level Democrats involved in child sex trafficking rings? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I mean, yes, because it's right. probably yes. It seems like it's a yes. I don't know. How many of those people were on Epstein's plane? Come on. Come on, man. And I say Republican, too, because including Trump. Yeah. We so all remember Anthony's wiener. <laughs> this idea goes back to 2016 and Pizzagate. So it's possible that many of these Republicans don't even know they're spouting QAnon conspiracy theories. But what's the difference? Clearly, tens of millions of Republicans have, as Joe Biden said on the stump the other day, gone round the bend. Uh, he didn't say it so clearly as I just spoke it, but <laughs> that's something to the essence of going around, you know, the, around the, 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 around the bend. They got around the, the bend. They got, look, I mean, listen, look. the fact of the matter is round the bend is over there. Okay. <laughs> that's where they got. You already know the thing. All right. So which, and then they're and then they're saying Pizzagate and child sex trafficking rings and high level officials being involved in them is part of a QAnon conspiracy theory. But somebody tell me who is paying all this money to keep. I mean, Jesus, the sex trafficking is a huge deal. In fact, Nashville and Atlanta are two of like huge hotbeds for it. So who's paying for all this if it's not high level officials and and rich people? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's obviously, you know, regular Joe's regular Joe's (laughs) (laughs) There's regular Joe's too, not just high level, powerful Joe's (laughs) that are, that are involved in this as well. But I mean, come on, man, (laughs) come on, man, this isn't hard to put together. If you asked me, is it more than likely, like I would say uh, 51% of me believes yes, that there are, High-level Democrats and Republicans both that are involved in the child sex trafficking rings. I, I so, would say just statistically that would have to be true, right? There's a lot of people involved in it. <laughs> yeah. So this really shouldn't surprise us. The article continues. Facebook has been the vehicle for spreading this and many other ridiculous conspiracy theories about COVID and Antifa and Black Lives Matter and much else during the Trump years. These viral lies are not confined to weird corners of the internet or Alex Jones or Infowars anymore. So it's now mainstream. This is literally, this is such gas. This is, hey, what's gaslighting? And then they typed it into an AI article writer. And then they put these things in there and they had the AI machine write an article that represented gaslighting. And then Mm -hmm. that's what this was right here. That's how it came out. Yeah, you do the math. But doesn't that mean that they're going uh, to give up conspiracy theories and pseudo scandal mongering altogether? I love that they just make up. Mm-hmm. Let's make up words. Pseudo scandal mongering. It is, after all, one of their favorite political weapons. Many of us recall the endless Whitewater investigations into Southern Gothic uh, Arcana of Ar- Arkansas politics. When Republicans congressmen shot watermelons in their backyards and the Beltway media trekked across the country reporting back as if they were on the first manned mission to Mars. 
It went on for years, cost a lot of money, and destroyed quite a few uh, Arkham Arkansans, but never found any wrongdoing by Bill and Hillary Clinton. No idea what they're talking no, about. No, I literally had no idea what they're talking about. I've never heard of Whitewater investigations. Yeah. Um, I did hear, hear of uh, Russiagate, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget the more recent Benghazi, uh, Benghazi, Benghazi crusade, which current House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy announced was conducted entirely for partisan political purposes and which led to the equally vicious Clinton email scandal. There are many more where that came Clinton from. Clinton email tell- scandal. In quotes. quotes, by the way. <laughs> and so that whole article there, we all know Benghazi, Benghazi was uh, failed. It's clearly failed. You let Americans die. So that is a complete failure, actually. Uh, and on top of that, uh, there is no Clinton email scandal. She deleted or her team deleted 30,000 emails. Like that's we an, know that. It's, an, it's not it's a an scandal. actual thing. It actually happened. Well, it's not. A, it's a scandal. It's not a conspiracy. Right. It's an actual scandal. <laughs> All right. So they can. So now we finally get to Hunter Biden down here. And then listen, who do you think is actually reading this? There's not even anyone listening on the podcast anymore. They hit skip ahead a bunch of times. No one's going to read down to the bottom of this article right here. That's why we do it for you. So now, finally, the Hunter Biden scandal, in quotes again, scandal, has all the hallmarks of one of those patented GOP mudslinging operations. Good God. (laughs) It's not as wild as a pedophile ring in a pizza parlor, but it's got lots of hurtful personal slander and ugly uh, calumny to keep the folks entertained. That it has a Russia-Ukraine element makes it especially fun for those who want to uh, pay back for Donald Trump being exposed as the most useful to, of idiots in the past four years. So Exposed? Yeah, exposed. Donald Trump was exposed but that's, for Russia. That's not a conspiracy theory because yeah. we're right and you're wrong. All, all the things you think about us, those are wild conspiracies because you're insane. You're just mad that we exposed this thing that we spent millions of dollars investigating and no one could find anything on whatsoever that, I mean, good Lord, this is, I thought about throwing stuff across my room a couple times during this article so far. Let me tell you what. The quote scandal itself is actually nothing more than an example of the very common and admittedly skeevy business practice of hiring the family members of important people for the purpose of attaining favors gaining access or simply being viewed in a favorable light. It, didn't they go after Donald Trump Jr. and um, Ivanka Trump and all that for for the amount of money that they were making? Uh, they've gone after it. They went after his like freaking 10 year old kid. I right. don't know. Hunter Biden clearly made a mistake in joining the bur- board of Burisma, a Ukrainian gas company, while his father was vice president. The apparent conflict is just a mistake when he does. It. He made a mistake. It's a it's a mistake. It was we an ongoing them. We mistake believe, for years. Believe <laughs> in second chances. Yeah. It's yeah, like you know, like a cheating husband. <laughs> How long was your affair? It was two years. It's just a mistake. I, every I time made, I did it, I made one I mistake. Like, oh, this is such a mistake. I made one mistake, and that was the decision to make several, several terrible decisions over the course of several yeah. years. But they all roll up into the category of that one that mistake. One mistake. <laughs> the many decisions I made every single day to keep that mistake going. Yeah. So uh, forgiveness for Hunter Biden because he clearly made a mistake. So the apparent conflict of interest was 
obvious to literally to literally everyone. But Republican charges that Joe Biden granted a favor to Burisma by having the Ukrainian government fire a prosecutor that was investigating the company are flat out provably false. Which I have yet to see that it's flat out provably false. Yeah, it is true that Biden, along with virtually the entire Western alliance, pressured the Kaif government to fire Victor Shokin, the prosecutor in question. But one of the reasons was because Shokin wasn't investigating Burisma. There was no favor done on Hunter Biden's behalf. If anything, it was the opposite. God bless. It's just just an article about how everything's made up. And look, look at all these ridiculous conspiracy theories from the GOP. And then when we talk about this scandal that's coming to light, uh, that, well, he's free and clear, everything's provably false and it was just a mistake and he should have never done it. But, you know, just because he did it and they pressured the Ukrainian government doesn't mean that they meant to do that. And, uh, it wasn't a big deal because the guy that who they pressured to fire wasn't even investigating them. So they're allowed to pressure the people and uh, no favor was done on higher uh, on Biden's behalf. And, and in fact, it was the opposite. Now he's involved in the scandal and there's no favor at all uh, to him. So we should feel bad for him. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty nuts. What? And just to, what an article, <laughs> just to clarify, I still don't care much about this whatsoever. What I care about is the blatant dishonesty in the media and people's willingness to uh, go along with it. Maybe not willingness to go along with it, but uh, the basic, I don't know, there's a basic traits that people can have where they they distrust things that people say, or they want to look up and try and find all the truth for themselves, or they want to just believe these headlines because it confirms whatever their biases are. And and that is the part that bothers me. It's not this specific story. Does it bother me? Yeah. Do I think that this is the only person who's done that or not having all the time? I mean, like I said, this probably happening all the time, probably with uh, one or two hundred other people in the government right now. This is more than likely happening. Actually, that was a lowball number. And the government should thank me for throwing out that extremely low number of people that are probably corrupt and exchanging money with foreign governments for favorable treatment. It's just a thing. That's going to happen. So I don't care. What I do care is people, uh, is th- the fact that people will just believe things like this Yahoo article, or they will ignore things that they don't like that that uh, don't suit their political ambitions. Uh, things like that really, really do bother me. So that is well, something. It continues to skew. It continues to skew the political divide because there's no honesty in the media, and so. What they do is like if you if you support Joe Biden and you're on the left, let's say what they're trying to do is paint the GOP as these uh, crazy people who just make up stuff. And then they do the same thing on the right. You know, the GOP just paints the the left as these crazy people like, well, the, our side would never do that. Well, you know what? The Speaker of the House in the Tennessee Senate, the GOP. Uh, was a Republican and he was involved in all kinds of scandals. Yeah, this, this happens at state levels, too. And so um, I can't remember his name now. Gosh, dang it. But he was involved with, um, I believe, embezzling money and paying some other people the money he shouldn't have and all this other stuff. Like this kind of stuff happens in both parties because humans are garbage. I think the important part is that you're willing to uh, seek the truth on any of it. When it comes to this Hunter Biden thing, I have no idea what the actual truth is. I'm willing to accept that this entire thing has been made up. 
And I'm also willing to accept that this entire thing doesn't even cover 1% of all the terrible things that have gone on. I have no idea. I'm willing to accept that a bunch of the QAnon stuff is completely uh, bat bleep crazy. And I'm also willing to accept that uh, there are probably people inside the government who are involved in child sex trafficking rings. I'm willing mm -hmm. to accept all of those things. I'm not saying that I know 100% that they're true. I'm saying that I'm able to accept that they could be true. And until I know uh, for a fact that they are true or that they aren't true, I'm just going to keep an open mind about it. That's right. actually the important part when it comes to all of this. You got to keep an open mind and you got to just seek the truth for yourself. Like the other day, I went nine pages in on Google searches trying to find something uh, when it came to uh, what was that when I was talking about the the Republicans wanting to get rid of gay marriage again. Was that when nine pages into that? I think a yeah. lot of pages. And um, it was something I wanted to bring up because I found one article. Now, I wasn't able to find anything from any policymakers talking about wanting to do anything about it at all. Um, I found a lot of left-leaning articles that what I could tell were um, inferring their own meanings over the top of quotes that people have said, similar to that Joe Jorgensen article we read the other day where someone took a quote that someone said, and then they wrote an article saying this is what they said, when actually you could look at the quote and look at it completely differently if you wanted to. And so that's kind of something I wanted to go through in this next thing. So we've been doing a lot of these good interviews. Charlie, how'd you feel about our one yesterday? I loved it. That was really, really good. Yeah. And we talked with uh, my lady, Stephanie's best friend, Morgan, who uh, is on the left. And so it was very interesting and great conversation. And, um, you know, it really puts into perspective and, and I think um, really highlights how uh, human beings can come to different conclusions uh, based on how they grew up or based on uh, what's going on in their own lives and their surroundings and those different types of things and what what actually motivates them to believe the things that they do. It's very, very, very interesting. And at the at the end of it, you realize, well, these aren't bad people. That's why we're doing this entire project to begin with. They're not bad people. They have legitimate concerns and fears. And just like we all do. And, um, it's, it's really, eye, to me, it's really eye opening. And, uh, although, you know, we haven't, it's not a debate, but although we disagree on some solutions, we actually agree on almost all the problems. Yeah. I was both, um, I was very encouraged by the conversation and, um, and somewhat discouraged <laughs> and, and that's controlling. that what, and controlling of yeah. the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. couldn't get a word in uh, edgewise. Yeah, I know. You edgewise. Know, you, you, uh, you know that if you're not directly looking at someone when they're talking to you, it means that you're not listening and you didn't hear a single word. So a lot of times I just feel like I have to just keep going, you know? So it's your yeah. fault, not mine. Um, I'll blame for it. <laughs> no, I was both encouraging and discouraged. The encouraging part to me was... Um, there was a lot of openness about the general ideas of libertarianism. Um, that, that was a good thing to me. I was, I was very encouraged about that and about a lot of the reasons for wanting to be on the left. I was discouraged by the, I was not, not by her. Uh, it was in general, like the things with the media that we just got done talking about. Because I do believe that a lot of us live inside of an echo chamber, and that can include us as well. 
And a lot of the, I do believe that a lot of people have beliefs that have been shaped wholly by their social media feeds and by people like Slate Magazine and the Huffington Post. And, and the article we just read. The That's article what I was, we just yeah. read. And all it does is continue to drive the political divide that that article we just read. That's the, that the whole purpose of that article. Yeah. So we we really I'm both encouraged and discouraged by that because I don't think we are that different than we all believe. Uh, I think we're all living in completely different realities from one another. We both we live in alternate realities from one another. And if everyone could could understand that a little bit more that you literally live in an entire different planet Earth than other people who have different news feeds from you, then, that, and I mean really think about that, really think about it, where you get your information, who you surround yourself with, what shapes your, your thoughts and actions, and what shapes the way that you feel about the way the world's going. Is it, is it social media? Is it the news that you read? Is it the friends that you have or the family that's around you? We literally live on different planets from one another. And so I do think that we have to be a little bit more accepting of the conclusions that people come to, because I don't think it's anyone's fault per se uh, that there is some responsibility in, in digging in. But um, I, I wanted to talk about the gay marriage thing real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, this is something we don't really talk about much. I think, I think it's pretty clear. Neither one of us think that the government should be involved in marriage, at all, at all, not yeah. one bit. Heterosexual, homosexual, transsexual, yeah, asexual, group sexual. <laughs> they should be involved. So, I'm a. You know, I don't want them to be involved whatsoever. I think obviously anyone who wants to marry someone else, or regardless of the same sex, I just literally don't care. And therefore, I don't want the government to care either. People should be able to sign a contract with another person that says we are technically joining ourselves together legally, and anyone should be able to do that. I don't care at all. To me, there, as far as the government, is, as far as contract law is concerned, there needs to be no religious aspect taken into account whatsoever. Can two consenting people sign a contract together? And is that going to be protected if the contract were broken inside of the legal system? That is where the legal system comes in, because if they're going to sign a contract legally to do that, that is where the legal system part comes in. Is it going to be protected by people? So there's this there's a thing going around that basically if Trump wins or if ACB gets confirmed, then obviously they're going to overturn the gay marriage decision. Right. That's what that's what everyone's waiting for. And my general, my belief on that, I haven't heard anyone talking about that, except but for there are people, people that have legitimate fears. I know. And they are legitimate. Yeah. I'm not saying they are, but all I could find. So I went through, I think, nine pages of Google search results. <laughs> I couldn't find anything from any right leaning websites talking about the problems with gay marriage or how we could get this justice in and we could fix this or any lawmakers talking about how we could solve this problem. Finally, once we get these people in here, all I found were extremely left leaning websites, fear mongering about the fact that that's what people are going to do. I found no one else talking about it, talking about doing it whatsoever. And so I have a hard time believing it's just something you don't even hear about really anymore. 
Uh, I can just tell you, I follow Ben Shapiro, I follow Glenn Beck, I follow a bunch of people on the right. I don't hear anyone talking about it at all. Trying no. to overturn it, yeah. No, I mean, ben, even I listen to Ben Shapiro almost every day, and he's super against gay marriage. Didn't even go to Dave Rubin's wedding. Freaking terrible SOB. But um, but he didn't, it didn't even go and it disagrees with the Supreme Court decision and everything. And I don't even hear him harping on about doing getting someone in there and overturning gay marriage. I don't even know if it's I don't even know if that's something he wants them to get in there and do. I think we've all I think we're all kind of moving past this a little bit, right? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to read what people are saying about this so we could understand because there are people who have legitimate decisions and their news feeds get filled up with things like this all the time. And it can it can really shape people's opinions on things. And so I want to understand what it is that people are hearing so we can discuss whether or not it's uh, actually a thing that we should be concerned with. Because I want gay people to be to be able to get married. I, I want them to be able to do that. I would love for the government to just not be involved. That's that's what I would like. So LGB. OK, sorry. Two Supreme Court justices just put marriage equality on the chopping block. Yeah. So they're right away. Right away. Go. They're the going headline. they're going to get rid of it. That is what the article title says right there. LGBTQ rights were already in jeopardy. If Amy Coney Barrett gets what? confirmed, they're already in jeopardy by from who? How? Where? Where? Where are they? Where are they in jeopardy? Now, we heard the same stuff in 2016, by the way. I have a close I have a close friend who's gay and they were literally hearing the same stuff. If Trump wins, there's not going to be any more gay marriage. There's not going to be any more. They're going to take away all the rights. What's happened since 2016? Anything? Seen any executive orders anywhere? Seen any kind of crazy stuff going on with that? In fact, you could argue he's the most pro LGBTQ plus Republican president that's ever been. Yeah, because he's been a Republican for about five years. Right. <laughs> so Anyway, uh, LGBTQ rights were already in jeopardy. If Amy Coney Barrett gets confirmed, they're likely doomed. Now, this is this shapes your belief system. This shapes your mind. This shapes what you're scared of right here. On Monday morning, Justice Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito reminded Americans that marriage equality is in imminent peril. They reminded them, by the way. Those two justices said, hey, America, remember, marriage equality is in imminent peril. <clears throat> Thomas, joined by Alito, wrote a a screed in defense of Kim Davis, the Kentucky clerk who refused to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples, painting her as a modern-day martyr. The two suggested that SCOTUS must overturn Obergefell versus Hodges, v. Hodges, which recognized same-sex couples' right to marry in order to preserve religious liberty in the United States. Davis may have been one of the first victims of the court's cavalier treatment of religion in its Obergefell decision, Thomas Warren, but she will not be the last. Now, this is important to remember the way the way that he just said that. She may be one of the first victims of this court's cavalier treatment of religion. I'm going to talk a little bit about what, what he means by that because there's a sentences before that and after it. So, so that, that matters. It's no secret that Thomas and Alito oppose equal rights for LGBTQ Americans, but their Monday opinion is still profoundly alarming. These two justices did not simply state that marriage equality has no basis in the Constitution. They wrote that marriage equality is an affront to the Constitution, one that tra- that trammels the First Amendment rights, trammels the First Amendment rights of Christians. And they did so just weeks before Election Day as Donald Trump attempts to ram another far-right conservative onto the Supreme Court. The message is clear. 
If Trump installs Amy Coney Barrett, the Supreme Court will take aim at marriage equality. Everyone needs to get, everyone needs to realize like Trump, he, she's nominated. They have the votes. She's going to get confirmed. She's going to be on the court. Okay. Yeah, so, even, even look, look, even Antonin Scalia was uh, on the dissenting side of this opinion. But the reason he was on the dissenting side was because he, he was, if you read his dissent, it's not that he's against gays getting married. What he's against is the federal government having any purview over marriage to begin with. Yeah. What he, he says explicitly, what gives the federal government the right to have any debate or say whatsoever on marriage? It should be a state's issue. The 10th Amendment should apply and it should be left to the states and to the people. And, and in fact, even state government shouldn't be involved in marriage either. But it's no. nothing for the federal. It's not in the federal government's purview to decide what marriage is. And that was his whole problem with it. That's my problem with it. It's it's not that people assume that the Supreme Court gives Americans rights as if the gays had no rights whatsoever before the Supreme Court decision. And now they're granted those rights and now they can be taken away. That's the problem. I had this conversation the other day about um, about birth control, it, like the Supreme Court ruling that companies don't have to pay for birth control if they don't believe in it is not taking away women's rights. It doesn't there's no rights afforded there by forcing someone else to pay for something that you that you want or need. There's, there's no rights in that conversation that are being taken away. It's it's. It's amazing to me how people believe the Supreme Court can just grant or take away rights. That is the problem with what they call positive rights, which are rights that people have to give to you by some type of action, um, that they could just be taken away. And that is then the belief that these rights can just be given and taken away. That's the important part that the Constitution doesn't give anyone any rights. It says you have rights and we're going to protect them. And the... The weird part about this is the idea that um, people who who are gay would not be able to do the same thing that another couple would when it comes to uh, in, a, in a legal sense. And you get to that. Now, in that way, I do feel that that is discriminatory by the by the government itself, because the government is deciding who can and cannot sign this contract. I do. I do actually believe that. And so I think that this is a little bit more of a, a nuanced opinion here, that that is actually the government discriminating against certain people. And as me, a free citizen, can I not sign a contract with another person and have it notarized by someone and the both of us recognize this contract? Like, don't I have the right to do that? And so uh, in one way... Already, inherently, you have that right yeah. already. And so in one you way... You make vows to someone else. I'm okay with the Supreme Court decision because it says, in fact, some of these governments were blocking rights from people, the right for you, two people right there to sign a contract on a line and agree to be involved wow. in that contract with one another. And it is actually the government taking away that basic right right there. And so in one way, I believe I, I'm okay with it. But then on the other side of this, which is where they end up, which is where they're actually going with it. There are people who also in their religion um, do just do not think that gay marriage is moral and it is not, does not line up with their belief system. And those people, this does not go for Kim Davis, 
for Kim Davis. I'll tell you that why here in a second. But those people should not be forced to do anything involved in that whatsoever if they don't want to. For instance, if you are a preacher, if you are ordained, which by the way, most of the time you got to go through a government to be legally um, ordained to be able to, to perform this marriage ceremony in the first place. And when that whole process goes through, well, guess what? You're going to have yourself a little cake bakery situation come up when someone tries to get you to perform their wedding and you say you're not going to. And so that is another thing that is that that they are talking about, that there are people who have religious liberty and that they should not be forced to, to, uh, to actually be involved in this if they don't want to. Now, to me, Kim Davis, this is the girl who was working, I believe, in Kentucky, uh, mm. what, in the marriage license, uh, it was a county clerk, something like that. And she refused to give away a license for uh, a same-sex couple. Now, if your job is to give marriage licenses to people that want to come in and get the marriage license, then there is a bit of a problem with saying, well, I've got a religious problem with this. I just can't do it. It's like if you're, if you're, uh, if maybe you're a, a Muslim of some kind and you go, I work at a, a barbecue restaurant and someone orders some food and you're like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't serve pork. It's against my religion. I just can't do it. Um, you're in the wrong job. It's time for you to go. All right. It is. Don't get a job giving people um, a product that, that is supposed to come from your counter. If some of those people, you're just going to randomly decide you can't do that. You're going to have to go to oh, another job. What makes it tricky, though, is she works for the government. <laughs> and that, that is the problem. The underlying issue is government shouldn't be involved in marriage. Still the yeah. underlying but, issue. But look, the barbecue worker, if, if he's the owner of the restaurant, he doesn't have to give pork to anyone he doesn't want to. In fact, he could have a barbecue restaurant where he doesn't even serve pork. He's barbecue chicken. <laughs> what, I'm, so, what I'm saying is I wouldn't go get a job as someone who uh, was right. morally opposed to people uh, eating pork and then go get a job working as the cashier at the uh at the barbecue place and then the first day on the job be like, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't serve that. You're going to have to serve this. I can't do it. Actually, I can't take your money either because I'm participating in this thing that I really don't agree with. And doesn't that seem kind of ridiculous a little bit now? That's Todd says, here's another wrench in, in the old tool belt. Todd says County clerks in Kentucky are elected officials. They're not employees. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so that's a, there's a, there's another, that is a problem. Another hammer in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay so let's go into the important part on but here no, that, no, I, I want to say though that makes it very interesting because really this problem is actually solved by government not being involved in marriage yeah. so that's the that's the number one stance mm -hmm. the second stance i would have is even if you are a christian um and you don't believe in gay marriage so to speak let's say then um you in my view you should still bake the cake regardless because they're human beings and in my view you're you're called to love those even as if your sin is any less than theirs. If you think it's a sin. Yeah. So like, are you not going to serve the the pastor who comes in, who looks at porn every day? Like, <laughs> Oh, well, you know, you were caught looking at porn, so we're not going to bake you a cake. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like what's the difference? What there, people have these degrees of sin, which doesn't exist. It's the in things that they a, don't do. My view as, in my view as a Christian, right? Because yeah. it's, it's easy for them not to sin that way it's because the they, don't, they have, don't do. Yeah. They don't have the same feelings as yeah. other people do. So, so the, the whole, uh, I really do think it's a bigoted position as if you're holier than thou. And as if I don't make those types of the decisions in my life, I don't sin that way. So I don't have to serve you, but 
the libertarian in me says you don't have to serve anybody you don't want to for any reason. It's your business. So the the where this where this gets hazy for me and where I where the only real solution is government shouldn't be involved in marriage is if is the the fact that government does hand out the marriage license. And so if somebody working for the government, um, and this goes into, you know, Title IX and all the other different kind of things, if someone working for the government is forced to do something against their religious beliefs, how do you how do you solve that problem? And the only way to solve it is to get government the hell out of marriage anyway. I would assume that an elected official is supposed to perform <clears throat> their elected duties of their office for all the people that are in their jurisdiction, in their district, whatever whatever it is. Not not I mean, as an elected official in that this is not she started her own business. This is she she came in as the elected uh, you know representative for those people or the elected official executive yeah. of that spot, whatever it is. Um, so it's a little different than if someone started. Now, if you owned a business where you handed or you or people paid you for marriage licenses um, and you decided you didn't want to do that, then, yeah, of course, it's your business that you started. Um, well, I think that's, I think Thomas does a good job explaining this in the next two paragraphs, really. Um, so go ahead. Is, listen up, folks. Um, so, but Thomas and Alito made it clear that they only declined to take Davis's case. Wait a, because- wait a second. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you this. They're talking about Kim Davis and they're talking about Thomas and Alito and talking about all this. They declined to even take her case. Right. She was trying to take right. it to the Supreme Court. Now, at the very end of the article, they tell you Thomas and Alito declined to even take the case. So how could it be on the chopping block when the case was declined from even being reviewed by the Supreme Court? <sighs> and, and they come up with an excuse in here, by the way, too. It's hilarious. Yeah. But it says, but Thomas and Alito made it clear that they only declined to take Davis's case because, quote, it does not cleanly raise religious freedom challenges to the scope of our decision in Orbitchville. And they say in parentheses here, this is a euphemistic way to say that Davis's attorney at Liberty Council, a fringe anti-LGBTQ law firm, failed to present a First Amendment claim. In a separate opinion, the two justices mounted a strenuous defense of Davis while belittling same-sex couples' constitutional right to wed. Thomas wrote that this right does not actually exist, which is what we and that in recognizing it, the court implied that those with sincerely held religious objections to same-sex marriage espoused a bigoted worldview. The Supreme Court, Thomas continued, forced same-sex marriage upon society through its creation of atextual constitutional rights. That's what we were talking about. So the court just magically created a, a right, so to speak, to, um, to get married that doesn't actually exist in the Constitution. It's an atextual, atextual constitutional right. Uh, and, and to me, the but, problem is that some people were already extended that atextual constitutional right. And right. so I think, in my opinion, this decision says if you're going to extend it to some people, you have to extend it to all people. The problem was that they decided they needed to extend the right to any people that they should have already had on their own. Exactly. Which enabled courts and governments to brand religious uh, adherents who believe that marriage is between one man and one woman as bigots. In Davis's case, Orbitchfell was read to suggest that being a public official with traditional Christian values was legally tantamount to individual discrimination towards homosexuals. 
Thomas concluded by choosing to privilege a novel constitutional right over the religious liberty interest explicitly protected in the First Amendment. And by doing so undemocratically, the court has created a problem that only it can fix. And so he's not even he's not talking about gay people getting married or not and whether he believes they should be able to or not. What he's talking about is the actual legality and the constitutionality of creating fictitious rights that don't actually exist in the Constitution and forcing it upon people. And this this is something that should be publicly debated. This is what Scalia said in his dissent, because I've read it. He was saying what what the what the oligarchy of nine lawyers decided to do was to take something that was in public debate. And you already had states legalizing Massachusetts, Colorado, California. They were already legalizing marriage licenses for same sex couples in their states. And so what they did is they took this public debate and then they just out of thin air created a a right for everybody in every state and forced people to uh, go along with something that's not specifically enumerated in the constitution. And that's the problem with this thing, because I I will tell you, I believe as Nate stated the same thing. If two people, and in fact, I think you could make the argument for polygamy, even, even though I disagree with that, but if multiple people want to enter into a contract together and say, we all vow to each other, this is what we're going to do. They can do that. What, why, why are consenting adults stopped from doing that? Call it marriage, call it a union, call it whatever the hell you want. Who, who cares what it's actually called? So, yeah. In my opinion, the contractual part is between the consenting parties that sign the contract. The religious part of a marriage is between the couple and God. And those are the only people that need to worry about it what, right. whatsoever. Right. And, and you shouldn't have to force certain people to perform things that they don't want to do. That's the whole problem with this thing. And the fact that the government got involved in marriage to begin with is a problem, but it's really, it's, it's something that should be de- to be debated and, you know, nine lawyers shouldn't be able to decide, you know, whether or not a right should exist that isn't explicitly, explicitly inherent to you, to your human nature, because that's all the constitution is supposed to do is protect the inherent rights that you already had. Mm-hmm. And, and and the problem is, is that this should be left to the states and to the people to decide. It should be a debate. The, it should be. It should be the freedom of speech should should give you the opportunity to make your case, whether or not you agree with it. And over time, as you can see, as society shift, that it, I guarantee you, it, almost all of our states would already have same sex marriage on their books, just it, like we're seeing with marijuana. Okay, you had Colorado. <laughs> California, Illinois, uh, whatever. There's several states now. Nevada. I can't think of all of them. Remember when we went and played poker two years ago? We got same-sex marijuana. Yeah, same-sex <laughs> marijuana, man. Remember no, when I, we went I, to play poker? I do. Yeah, we were out. <laughs> every time we went outside for a break at yeah. the World Series of Poker, just I mean, I'm pretty sure I had a contact high. I'm 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 pretty sure you did too. You're mm-hmm. you're playing like an idiot. Kidding. <laughs> um, I, beat, I beat you <laughs> the the only yeah that's true i wish we could have actually played against each other that would have been no now the only part where this bothers me is if and when this extends to say someone who is ordained and as licensed by the state to be able to marry people if they can lose their license for doing that or their rights for doing that if they refuse to perform a same-sex marriage 
I think that they're probably uh, making the wrong decision in that point. I don't agree with their decision, but that is their religious liberty to not be forced to do something that they disagree with. And that is the only problem that I that I mainly have with decisions like this, because it can it can extend out to the people that are involved in that contract, since the since the government's putting themselves inside the contract now. And and when it extends out to other people who don't want to do this, like I said, I don't think it I don't think that that same thing applies for Kim Davis in Kentucky because she's in a publicly held office. So and I was saying a publicly held job, but regardless, um, that one's that is, still tough though. What? That one's tough. It is still tough. I was gonna say it's tough. The pro that this is what happens when the government gets involved in things it shouldn't be involved in. That, yep. that that's what this that's is what the happens. Actual underlying issue. Yeah. All right, guys. We got to finish. This is a woo, long episode, man. Let me tell you we what. Went, we went we went over the rails. We went way over the rails and didn't even get through most of the stuff I wanted to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, go to mastermytrades.com. You can go to mastermystonks.com, whichever one you want to type in so we can go through the stonk market every single day. If you want to learn how to get going in the market, you don't even know a word yet, then go on over to that website. Get your subscription going, man, so you can get to learning all the stuff you need to know about trading in the stock market. If you ever have any questions about this, even before you sign up, send me an email, nate at goodmorningliberty.us. I am always available to receive, receive. emails. <laughs> <laughs> so mastermystonks.com. And if you can't get a response in a certain amount of time, Go to charlie at goodmorningliberty.us and he will text me and say, hey, by the way, look at your email. Take and care I'll of do it. And I'll do it right then. What a terrible way to try to get people to pay us for a subscription on something. But don't worry, <laughs> the people who pay money towards things get high priority in the inbox. <laughs> so you're good. Just like if you sign up for our Patreon yeah. and support the show, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Be part of the live group. It only costs you five bucks a month and it's totally worth it. Just ask everyone in the live group as soon as you get in. Uh, cause you can't really talk to them unless you get in. You don't know who they are. So get in on the live group and then ask everybody, Hey, is this worth it? Plus, I mean, you get a free certain amount of days anyway, because they only charge everybody on the first of the month. So if you sign up, well, if you sign up now, you get like eight free days. If you sign up at, you know, like the third or the fourth of the next month, then you get almost a whole free month. So you might as well do it. That free trial runs just like that every single month. So patreon.com slash good morning liberty, patreon.com slash good morning liberty. Join the live group, be part of the in crowd. And as I said before, hit that subscribe button. The numbers keep going up every single day. You guys have been awesome. Uh, the numbers are looking amazing. We're spreading this message around. We're taking all this money, putting it back in to continuing to spread the message. And so we really appreciate all that. Continue to share the show with a friend and your communist uncle and leave us that rating and review. If you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.